Hello, Internet, and welcome to today's episode of Always Right. Stephen and I have gathered together in our Sunday best, as you can clearly tell, uh, to come bring you the news from this week. And while there has been a number of things um, that have gone on this week, none has hit at least our airwaves uh, that we pay attention to so much as the Twitter files. Now, I know that Twitter is just our most popular topic on this channel and nobody cares about it. Um, but there are some real world implications and and and. Uh, frankly, this is just where all the drama is. So, and and, and we know that that's what sells. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about. And I got to reuse one of my thumbnails. So, you know, save some time. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what's going what's on? What's going on, brother? You had a good day so far? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we were together for a good portion of it already. Um, for, for most of the day, yeah, most of the day yeah. already. Uh, yeah, so. no, I'm, I'm, I'm oddly looking forward to this. Not because I like Twitter, not because I think Twitter is is some bastion of hope for the right wing, as some people are promoting it now. But there are some insights into some things that have happened at Twitter, and if it's happening Twitter, it's happening at other places too. You know, you're fooling yourself. You think there was only one social media company that was pulling this shenanigans for the past several years. You know, so uh, I think it's important for us to talk about. I think it's important to talk about the suppression of any type of news. I think it's important to talk about the things that have come to light and to talk about the political biases behind these various corporations. Uh, you know, it, therefore, while everything that we're going to talk about this, this afternoon, therefore, while you were considered a conspiracy theorist, if you believed any of it, you know, that's propaganda. That's some tin full hat wearing nonsense. And no, it was true all along. It, it legitimately, the news cycle right now, the difference between, uh, a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six to eight months. That that's where we're at in in today's news news cycle. Yeah, and that's worth mentioning here at the beginning. Nothing that we're going to talk about today is new information. It's not even really. Um, I mean, this is stuff that we as conservatives, as uh, right wingers, have uh, pretty much known was going on anyway, mm -hmm. because anyone with a brain can see that it's happening. Um, but the 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 good thing about Twitter files is that we have receipts and having receipts is a useful tool in the culture fight. Um, you know, you, you, you it's like your math they, teacher telling you to show your work. Right. And, and and in a world where gaslighting is a, a very common tactic in the fight, the political arena, um, having receipts is is one of the best defenses that you can have. And and mm -hmm. we have, uh, you know, our guy Elon Musk to thank for that. So um, but, but for those of you wondering, what, what is this Twitter file? If you haven't really been paying attention and most of it has occurred on Twitter. So um, but yeah. a lot of it's been transferred to the news. Um, if, for those of you who are wondering what the Twitter files are, uh, we have gone over in detail Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter um, and, and transference of it to a private entity um, now that he has full ownership and full control he has taken to uh, digging into some of the controversies that Twitter has had in the past few years come up with evidence to support how um, Twitter was censoring uh, free speech how it was manipulating narratives um, and he has now given this over to some independent journalists 
for them to break. So the first and now we know why people were freaking out when whenever he bought it, everybody, you know, was was sending out the, the SOS of get rid of Elon, save our ship type deal. Um, and, and I mean, the blue check marks were legitimately I'm not overstating stating this or being hyperbolic in any way, shape or form. They were legitimately losing their minds over Elon's acquisition of Twitter. Now we know why when you do things in a dark room, whenever you have closets full of merchandise that say stay woke, whenever you are actively suppressing only one side of the aisle. Yeah, you should be scared whenever somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to reveal everything. I'm going to show everybody the 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 shadows that you've been working in. Um, right. And good on him. And that that is why they were losing their minds. Right. So, yeah, everybody knows that Twitter uh, it was and, and pretty much still is a left wing organization, uh, a left wing corporate company. Uh, Twitter, Elon Musk is, is not a right winger, um, he, though he has done some amazing work. Uh, there's things I greatly disagree with him on. Um, and, uh, but he has done more, I would say, than even the uh, GOP in my lifetime to regain ground, to to basically go for the jugular um, against the communists. Uh, he has done more of that than anybody who is supposed to represent me in my lifetime. Um, in a fraction and, of the time. Right. It, it, yeah, it took it, it. He's had it for four months now. That's that's favorable estimate. Like, um, so the first Twitter like so this has been coming out in installments um, and we are up mm -hmm. to four now um, and they've been coming out more rapidly after the first one. Um, there was about well, a few there was the pause between the first, between the first and second. Do you want to talk right. about why there was a pause? Uh, we can, I think, after we talk about the first one. Uh, so let's give you the timeline. Um, the first one came out in on December 2nd. And this was all about Twitter's uh, efforts to censor specifically the Hunter Biden laptop story. Now, uh, many of you will recall that in, I believe it was August of 2020, um, the media came into possession. Um, was it? Did he give it to the New York Post? Um, I think so. They're the ones that got censored. I believe so. Yes, there was there was a They're laptop. The ones that got censored. There, so what? Hunter Biden lost like three laptops in in three weeks. Like it was ridiculous. If if you're looking for somebody to watch your laptop at the airport, don't ask Hunter Biden. He's gonna lose it. Hunter and he Biden took it to a yeah. repair shop. Mm -hmm. He took it to a repair shop to get get it worked on, and it was very clearly property of of the Biden family. Like it was very, and he left it there. Just left it there. Yeah. And so the laptop owner, the laptop repair person uh, handed it over to the New York Post because it had pertinent information towards the Biden family within it. Uh, well, it uh, a clear. corruption that is yeah, untold, uh, his, his bad uh, uh, illegal illicit activities and, and things right. like that. So he handed it over to the New York Post and the New York Post publishes a story for the October surprise for the election. Now talk. Right. Yeah, so he sold it to the New York Post. I mean, that's not anything new. The media buys stories. Um, but, um, yeah, and ever since this broke, uh, the there has been a concerted effort by all social media and mainstream media to 
cover up what is actually happening in this story to reduce the coverage of what is going on to hide the facts of what the laptop contained um, and the implications for Joe Biden for that. And let's talk about how serious it was on Twitter. Not only did they shut down the New York Post uh, Twitter for this, and, and New York Post is not some small rinky-dink operation. They're one of the oldest uh, periodicals in, in, in the country, and they're like the third largest in, in, in our country. Like, it's not some rinky-dink operation. Yeah, they're more right-wing, but they're not small. They're not rinky-dink. They're a major publication. Uh, so they completely shut down their Twitter file, and they would not allow you to share this story by the New York Post anywhere on Twitter. And when I mean anywhere, I mean you could not even copy the link and DM it to somebody. You could not even send it in a private message from one person to another. They completely squashed the story. Right. Anything that had to do with the Hunter Biden laptop story was nixed. Uh, this was uh, from t what Twitter said. This was because of their policy against hacked material. And they were arguing which it was the not Biden laptop was hacked material, uh, material that belonged to one person was being released unintentionally. Um, we knew that that was flimsy. And now we know that that was a false uh, I mean, they, they they knew it was not in violation of the policy. We now know that they knew that because of the Twitter files. Uh, there was internal mm -hmm. communications at Twitter that said, you know, this is not in violation of our ha hack policy, but that's the one that we're going to go with um, to to censor this story. This is the kind of mm -hmm. thing that the Twitter files are revealing, um, that there was a concerted effort by um, by Twitter on behalf of the Biden campaign to cover up this story. Now that's, they did not just do this of their own volition. They had regular communication. I think standing meetings with Biden campaign personnel to uh, say, okay, the Biden campaign would tell them, Hey, we need this tampered down. We need this covered up. We need this. We need this story squashed. And they it is literally it, it's literally the most corrupt thing that has happened in our lifetime in the political sphere. I, that is not an oversight. And there's a lot of corruption that's happened. There's a lot of bad policy that's happened. Um, you know, you want to talk about Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious was terrible. There, were, there was a lot of scandals under the Obama administration that were bad. This is by far the worst case of political corruption that we have seen uh, that should not be happening in the United States of America. Um, People, people, people need to go to the uh, guillotine might be a little far, but they need to be brought to the map for this. They need to go to prison for this. This is wrong. This is corruption. This needs to be fixed. So the, you know, and, and the Weasley people in the media sort of saw where this was going. This was the first Twitter file that came out and immediately started uh, arguing that Twitter files is a nothing burger, nothing. We all know that the Hunter Biden laptop story was nothing. And um, basically just deny your eyes um, and um, tell everybody it's nothing. And also they said, okay, well, fine, but there was no corruption. There was no violation of any sort of constitutional right that occurred because, uh, quote unquote, the government didn't ask Twitter to cover this up. So this is a stupid, stupid uh, path, uh, argument path 
for multiple reasons. First of all, um, Twitter was giving an in-kind contribution to a specific campaign. And they argue that, you know, the Trump campaign could have uh, could have stated a request to cover to sort of manage a story. Um, and, but if this ever occurred, which we don't know that it did, it certainly didn't get fulfilled. Uh, this was certainly geared towards one side, um, which nobody's nobody's even trying to argue that Twitter is not biased towards the left in this situation. Um, and. Also, there were clearly indications, maybe not for the Hunter Biden laptop story specifically, but clear indications that the FBI, among other agencies, were also having regular meetings with uh, Twitter personnel to cover up, to manage the distribution of stories. Um, to to basically censor certain viewpoints and to promote others. Um, how do we know this? Well, Stephen mentioned that there was a big pause between the first and second installments of the Twitter files. We later found out that this was because there was some hubbub at Twitter uh, during the releasing of the first Twitter file uh, that uh, quickly got resolved by the firing of their the head of their legal department. Um, and what was his name? Look that up for me. Uh, his name, James something, um, I believe. But this man was not only head of Twitter's legal team, uh, but he was a former head of the FBI. He was a former lawyer for the FBI. And he was discovered to be scrubbing all of Twitter's records of any association with government entities, including the FBI. And for this, he was fired uh, by Elon Musk as soon as it was found out. But because of that hubbub, uh, it delayed the release of the second Twitter file while they reviewed what they had to get more of their facts straight um, and, and, and make better stories clear, uh, like to, promote, uh, give out as much information as possible. Um, so that was the reason for the, I think it was a few days, a uh, couple days. James maybe. Baker. James Baker. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. He was a, he was a lawyer for the FBI and then he was uh, a lawyer for Twitter. Uh, and he was involved in some cover up activity. Well, so, anyone who said that there wasn't any kind of government interference does, clearly doesn't understand what happened because I mean the the F, all these all the alphabet agencies immediately came to Twitter's uh, defense in 2020, going, "Oh, well, this because it looks like Russian disinformation." They were the ones supporting the fact that they could do this, and they were clearly having internal conversations about this fact. Right. Yeah. So take take uh, all of the um, the. Cover, coverage that Russian interference in the election got and compare that to what actually was happening at Twitter to affect the results of an election. There was That's no other tweet, reason. Bro. I'm, I'm get to it. Um, <laughs> there was no other uh, reason to, to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story in the way that yeah. it was censored. Um, yeah. Stephen brings up the weird tweet that I have put up uh, on the screen. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to really the villain of this story. Um, and that is Yoel Roth. 
Yoel Roth is the former, uh, as it says there on the right, former head of Trust and Safety at Twitter. He is the one that you will find in most of the Slack channel communications in these Twitter files. He is the one who has been the biggest pusher behind um, censoring viewpoints, manipulating policies so that they can more easily censor certain viewpoints. Uh, he is he was very involved in the cover the the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story, uh, in the censorship of conservatives, and even in the cancellation of Twitter's uh, Trump's Twitter profile. Um, and this is just a, a tweet that he sent back in 2010 to show you the kind of guy that he is. Um, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? So, yeah, that, that's Yoel Roth. Um, that is the uh, the guy that was really in charge of making a lot of these decisions. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's your pervert. He needs to give that uh, degree back. He's got a Ph.D., good gracious. Well, his Ph.D. was perverted, too, if I can recall correctly. But, um I, I brought that up just to sort of give you the the person that's been going like on Twitter side, going back and forth with the FBI to manage a lot of these decisions. So that was the first Twitter file. The second Twitter file uh, that finally came out uh, and uh, forgive me, uh, not on the timeline, December 8th was when the second Twitter file came out, was all about the... Uh, the intentional censorship of prominent conservative pages. Um, anyone that uh, was a prominent conservative had had lives of TikTok is a good example. It rose to prominence uh, pretty quickly uh, during this time and was censored into obliv oblivion and you know suspended seven times in a few months and. Um, and during this second Twitter file, we sort of saw the mechanics behind how a lot of these channels were censored. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any? I mean, again, this is a thing that we knew was happening. Um, no, but it's it's validation, and it's important to have validation. You can't you can't call us conspiracy theorists anymore. You know, you look at prom, like you said, prominent conservative uh, uh, media personalities and. At, and whoever it may be, they they have gained hundreds of thousands of followers since Elon Musk has taken over. Hundreds of thousands of followers, just almost almost instantaneously, because there was shadow banning, there was throttling, there were there were various different tactics used to shut down only one point of view. Dan, yeah, right. Dan Bongino is a good 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 example. Right. So th this is Barry Weiss. She was the one who released the second batch of Twitter files. Um, th this is one to do with COVID. COVID was uh, during this time and they used it as an excuse to lock down a lot. Anything that had to do with the going narrative, you know, you got to mask up, you got to triple back vaccine, you got to do all this. Mm -hmm. Anything that had to go, uh, go against anyone who had something to go against this. Um, I would actually say that the COVID stuff is more insidious because most of the populace was fine with it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because they were so afraid of COVID. Um, but you guys got to start thinking for yourselves and, and, and fight against this kind of thing. 
Um, so this is sort of what Twitter does. They they have they have this little profile that they get to see uh, that you don't, and they say active account. They had a recent abuse strike, and now they are blacklisted from trending on Twitter. That means uh, that uh, they're leaked. They literally have a a page that blacklists people from trending. That that is nuts. Again, you you talk to any right wing conservative, uh, right right wing pundit, and there are several times where they should be trending for something they say that is positive, yet they never trend. They only trend whenever bad people say things about them. Right, which is interesting because Matt Walsh kind of breaks through every now and then. He he definitely he mm-hmm. wants to see his page. He's been arguing for that. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, so Dan Bongino had a notification spike, which means that he there was a time when he there were more notifications around his account, um, and he is blacklisted. He was blacklisted from being searched for. Um, Charlie Kirk, another prominent conservative uh, voice. Recent abuse strike, notification strike. Do not, do amplify. not amplify. So if people um, are talking about him, do not. He, he cannot be promoted in any way, shape, or form. Right. It is uh, written into the Twitter algorithms to keep the right wing media down. Right now, Twitter, uh, Twitter vehemently uh, stated outright. Jack Dorsey said this in a virtual um, session in front of the Senate that. Twitter does not censor uh, the uh, right, like censor the speech of its users, and it definitely, especially, does not sp- uh, censor along political lines. Now, a lot of this, Jack Dorsey was unaware was even happening because he didn't have control of his company. Yeah, but yeah. even the inmates were running the asylum. But even then. He knew some of this was happening. There's no way he didn't know. Jack Dorsey is is it, Elon's kind of friendly with Jack, so he's coming. He's kind of not getting the brunt of of a lot of what was going on. But Jack knew about a lot of this, and and a lot of the worst stuff didn't happen until after Jack was gone. But mm-hmm. still, um, libs of TikTok. This is the one I'm notification spike, tra- trends blacklist, recent abuse strike. And then this little banner across, do not take action on user without consulting with SIPUS. Uh, SIPUS is a um, a special c- uh, committee within Twitter that um, ha- makes uh, high-profile uh, decisions about certain high-profile users. Site integration. Scroll back up. up so- it was right there. Yeah. yeah si- uh, site site integration, integration policy. policy. Yeah. And, and policy es- escalation support. SIPUS. Um, yeah, so they had a team that was reviewing any decisions made on these high, um, track, uh, high, uh, activity profiles and lives of TikTok was blowing up during this time. Um, so yeah, they, all these banners and these little notes and saying, oh, you can't do this and you, uh, you know, don't amplify them. Don't, don't. So they said they weren't doing it. We knew they were doing it. And now we have proof clearly that they were doing it. Um, so that was Twitter files too. Um, mm-hmm. I just, so again, why does this matter? Okay, well, it's just Twitter. A lot of you don't use Twitter. We know that a lot of conservatives don't use Twitter. Facebook is, do, uh, Facebook is doing this too. 
Yeah, to... well, I feel like it's only the only people saying that it doesn't really matter are people that are older than us, people older than the millennial generation. Um, I think everybody millennial and younger understands why this is important. Um, right. Because we under we understand the importance of social media and the spreading of information across everywhere. And if one site can shut it down, what's stopping other sites from doing so? This is this is an unbelievably precarious situation that you put the American public in whenever you start to control who can see, who can hear what, whenever you're not being fair. And that's all it is, is they're not being fair. And I don't, I don't think they should throttle anybody. I don't, you know, I don't agree with the left, but let the stupid ideas be heard. And and the more people see and hear those stupid ideas, the more the right looks better. So no, don't, don't shut anything down. Let everything go. Um, and, and, and let the, let the good ideas prevail over the bad ideas. And my question is, is how is this not election interference? You know, we were, we heard about Russia in the 2016 election for three and a half years. They impeached the president of the United States over nothing compared to this. When is, when is Joe Biden going to get impeached? Should should he not get impeached for this when his campaign was directly colluding with the social media entity to to help him win the election? Shouldn't he be impeached over this? Right. I mean, yeah, but um, for that, you would have to have Republicans that have spines and you don't have that. Um, So. uh, That was Twitter file two. Uh, which was all about shadow banning. Now, the one that is clearly the the biggest um, concern for a lot of people, I would say the Hunter Biden laptop story is pretty big. A lot of people arguing that the shadow banning was even bigger, which from a certain perspective, I agree, it had less effect, I would say, on the election. Um, but it's a bigger story. Sure, certainly it's a bigger story. Um, they, they, they lied obviously to the American government that they were doing this part of the American government, part of the American, another part of the American government was requesting that they do this. But, um, let's see, when did this one? All right. So number three, uh, Twitter files, number three begins the, uh, the saga of leading to the Trump, um, the Trump cancellation, the, the getting rid of Trump from Twitter. Um, and it, uh, it talks specifically about discussions that occurred at Twitter, um, after on and after January 6th, 2021. Uh, you know, this was the time of the riot, the, the riot, uh, and, There were some revelations in this Twitter file that were, I feel, the most damning. It was from this Twitter file that we realized that we learned that Yoel Roth, the, the pervert whose picture I showed earlier, um, Yoel Roth had essentially weekly meetings with the FBI. With the FBI, who at the time was under the control of Donald Trump. That, that is insidious. So for anyone who's not really making the connection there, we like to think that the FBI, and this this is the theory of the deep state, 
We like to think that the FBI is under the control of the president. I am I am I here still? <laughs> um, oh, you're there. Okay. We like to think that the FBI is under the control of the president, but it clearly is not, not fully. Yeah. Which we 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 had an episode of the show where we talked about how the FBI needs to be dismantled. Uh yeah. it is it is ineffectual under a Republican president and it is a an enforcement arm under a Democratic president. It needs to go. And this is true of most agencies. Um, mm-hmm. And they, there they, is they a learned... deep state that, that if Twitter files Sorry, taught man. us anything, it taught us that there is a deep state again. The, now, now we've stretched out the timeline here. There's twin conspiracy and truth is about two years, but it, it mm-hmm. confirms that there are movers and actors within all the alphabet organizations all of the alphabet organizations that are controlled by the executive branch that are, like you said, either actively going against the wishes of the president or promoting the wishes of the president, depending on which party is in power. It has got to go. Right. So, um, yeah, Twitter also met with uh, DHS, Department of Human Services, and uh, DNI. I think that's the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, Mm -hmm. office of the director of national intelligence um Mm -hmm. that's a lot of meetings with a lot of government agencies for some uh, for a company that wasn't coordinating with the government to censor yeah so don't tell me first amendment first amendment first amendment first amendment uh one they should be following first amendment principles whether they're a private company or not let's start off there the first amendment is not just the government not allowing you to speak but it is a principle that we as americans are to follow secondly the government was actively involved. So they are in violation of the first amendment. Right. So, um, further than that, Twitter files also, uh, the third edition also talked about, uh, specifically talked a lot about what was going on the January 6th. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, episode, uh, Twitter files four talked about, they kind of went together. They talked about what happened mm-hmm. on the seventh and the eighth. The eighth is when mm-hmm. Donald Trump was finally, uh, purged from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um and and permanently banned, mm-hmm. um and essentially it was more of this, uh, a lot of conversations um at higher levels in the company about and and you could tell if you look at if you go go review the tweets and look at the Slack channels um screenshots because what happened was they decided what they wanted to do. And then they manipulated their policy around it to allow for that outcome. Um, You know, there were people who would clearly say this isn't against our policy, but if we want to get it done. Let's make it against our policy. Yeah. 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 So here's here's why every American should care about this. And I mean, everyone that has a cognizant brain that can understand things because this is the government violating your rights. This is uh, a direct violation of the First Amendment because they are using private companies to get their will done. And it's not like they're your elected representatives. One, your elected representatives don't have a right to violate your your, rights. your God-given rights anyway, but two, these are bad actors within the deep state that are embedded, that are hard partisans, and they are uh, uh, effectively shutting down your voice. 
well, and, and they run it. Yeah, and they run in the same circles. The the, the Twitter mm-hmm. lawyer came from the FBI. That's where Twitter hires its people from. Uh, and that's how a lot of these institutions work. If someone gets in trouble in the media, they then go work at a university. If they get in trouble at a university, they then go work for the government. If they get in trouble with the government, they then go work for Silicon Valley. It's all They all run in the same circles. And when their mm-hmm. their wrongdoing is found out, they just get shuffled around. That I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, the school systems. It's it's kind of the same thing. Bad teachers don't get fired; they just get moved to different school districts. Um, yeah. So you shouldn't you should care whether you're 15 or 50 because your rights are being violated, and we should never be okay with our rights being violated, ever. And so that right. that's why it matters. That's why this is the biggest the biggest corruption story of my lifetime. I, I'm not going to say it's not going to get bigger, but it's certainly the biggest corruption story of, of my lifetime up to this point. Yeah, I, I it's certainly expect the corruption to get worse. Right. Certainly. But um, Twitter, however, uh, has been a boon in these past few months to our side. Nothing actually is getting better from a cultural standpoint except for the fact that we have taken uh, taken out essentially a a useful a very vi- a vital even um tool of the left and mm-hmm. uh and made it more applicable to everyone um yeah. this was this was a this was a a a toy that the left could play with they could uh they could promote all of their perversions um, they could mm-hmm. get the, uh, they could popularize those perversions. They could, uh, and, and then they could manipulate the exposure of their ideas and the ideas of their enemies. They, they shut down uh, a, a lot of the conversation around conservative ideas and upraise mm-hmm. a lot of the conversation around liberal mm-hmm. ideas. And they can't they do that anymore. They were able to play puppeteer and control the marionettes. You know, everybody on Twitter was just a, a marionette on a string and they got to pull the strings whichever way they want to. And, and now they can't do that anymore. And they're running scared. They should be scared because I, I think we need to talk about the path forward. And I think that legal action needs to be taken. People yeah, need that, to that, go to jail over this. Right. That's where I was going to go next. What, what do we do about this? So, so um, you know, Elon has has pulled his weight on this one. He's done a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, it is not going to mean a hill of beans unless the Republicans actually do what needs to be done here. And they're not going to, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to. Um, so what should happen now? I would start with is, Jack Dorsey. He's the first person I would send to prison or I would take him and go, we'll cut you a deal if you flip on everybody. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and Jack got got out before a lot of the more egregious stuff. Um, so he has an argument to make there, but he should be required to make that argument. Um, uh, you should start with perjury. Uh, yeah, you could start there. Now, I'm not I don't have any. Let's let's talk about this from an actual logistical standpoint. I do not have any faith in our federal representatives to get anything on this done. I think you need some of your uh, more blood red states to actively sue all of these people that were involved in this. All these people that mm-hmm. they need to subpoena for additional files from Twitter. Uh, Elon should uh, should uh, 
comply with that. And then because they didn't interfere in a single election, they interfered in 50 elections and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And each state has a right to sue because of it. Now, Mm -hmm. Twitter has been taken private since then. It's not really the same entity that it was. And you're not really punishing the guilty parties. If I mean, Elon is not the person we should go after, clearly. But personal damage. I mean, you can sue for damages, but I don't think that fixes the problem. I think, I think. No, it's also punishing. It's also disincentivizing this kind of activity. Elon Musk did a good thing. We don't need to de-incentivize that. Um, yeah, I think I think you need to jail the guilty parties. Yes, yes, you need to you need to send people to jail. Barring that, you need to make them destitute. You'll raw lawyer Jack Dorsey. Yeah, they need to answer for Elon and Elon doing more for the right wing than the GOP has done in your lifetime. Why has Elon been able to do this as opposed to your elected representatives, both at the state and the federal level? Right. So, and that's, that's the next thing, like other than dealing with this specific thing that happened and we need to punish people for what they did, uh, because that's going to provide a model for what we do in the future for this kind of thing. Um, also when we get to the next fight, this is the Twitter fight. When we get to the next fight, how do we win that fight? Because Republicans aren't getting it done. Um, you know, the president can effectively do the same thing that Elon Musk has done at Twitter. He can do it at the federal government level. And you have to start the, the, the GOP model has been, you know, we're going to play by the rules, get us elected and, and your life's going to be not so crappy for four years or six years or however long they're voted in for. Um, that has been the GOP playbook, and it's not working. We're done. We can't do that anymore. Uh, we need the person who says, vote for me. I'm going to gut everything with a machete. And if that makes me unpopular and I'm only a one-term president, oh well. But I'll have gotten something done. Um, and, and that has to be the model at the presidency. It has to be the model at the state level, has to be the model at uh, specific agencies. You need people, you need to hire people at, to head your agencies that with that mentality, that they are essentially going to destroy what they are being tasked to lead. And that needs to be the model at companies and it across the board. Well, um, Jeff, I'm pretty sure somebody's already come out and said he's going to do that. I'm pretty sure somebody's already come out and said it's time to 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 change some things. <laughs> I, first of all, I don't believe him. So he's talking about Trump. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, Trump is not invested in this because he cares about actually affecting change. Trump is in this because he cares about his own popularity. Yeah, and, Steve Lynn's got uh, and that's why he didn't drain the swamp the way it, like, I, if I hear someone tell me they're going to drain the swamp one more time, because none of you have done it ever in my lifetime. Um, but 
when the Twitter files were coming out. I mean, out. you're you talking think, about you think, radical change. I mean, isn't I mean, that, okay, isn't that what Trump yeah. said he was going to do? Yeah, if you think Trump is is your messiah, if you think Trump is the guy that's going to do it for you, uh, he he's he's laid out his plan. He's since backed off of this, just just so you know. But um, he's laid out his plan. So Donald Trump posted on True Social. He he has been allowed back on Twitter, but he's still not on Twitter. Uh, so because uh, he it's owned by a different rich person. <laughs> uh, so he he said on Truth. So with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. You, you need a little bit more lip pursing. Yeah, yeah. Massive widespread fraud and deception. Uh, that's Sorry. a very good, that's a very good Trump, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's the, the answer. The answer, in case you're wondering, is Mr. Trump. Former President Trump, since you put a question mark there, I'm going to answer your question. No, you don't do any of those. You can impeach the guilty party. That is something you can and should do uh, according to our constitutional representative system. Uh, but no, you can't throw out any any election. Um, you cannot suspend the Constitution. That's some some Caesar type stuff there. You know, that's that's no, that's that's called widespread tyranny. Um yeah. So I, you said he, he backed off of this? <laughs> yeah, he said, oh, and I never said we were just going to suspend the Constitution. I mean, it's there in writing, dude. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> yeah. Do you terminate all rules, regulations, articles, even those found in the Constitution? No, no, you don't. In case, Since there was a question there, and I asked the question, no, you don't. So what we are talking about, and we're talking about uh, gutting the system, is going in and tearing out all those non-constitutional systems. Go back to our actual constitutional system of government. Gut all the alphabet agencies. Get rid of them. They're not there. They don't serve your interest. They're not representative. They are not what our republic is based on. Gut them. So, like you said, the, uh, whoever takes over needs to find a, a new slogan because "Drain the Swamp" has been taken over. But right. you know, if DeSantis is the guy, just gut everything and start over. Right. So, one of the thinkers that I, I've really taken to here lately, recently, uh, in fact, just this last week, has been added as a Blaze uh, contributor, uh, okay. which means he's now hosting podcasts and writing for them. And he had the uh, he wrote this in response to the Twitter files um, coming out. His name is Oren McIntyre. He's now over at the Blaze. Uh, it might be McIntyre, um, but um, an excerpt from an article he wrote. Uh, he really talked about the differences between the left and the right. The right is concerned with rule keeping. The left is concerned with winning. Um, and it, that is our difference. And it's why the left wins. Um, another excerpt from his says victories for the right will not come from sweeping revelations that hold the powerful to account, but by doing what Elon Musk has done, capturing powerful institutions of the progressive machine, exposing their corruption and stripping out the bureaucracy. This is what I mean when you need to put someone in with a chainsaw in charge of the FBI. 
Yeah, you yeah, know. because talking about capturing power, powerful institutions, that's called winning back the presidency. When it's talking about the progressive machines, that's all the alphabet agencies. All the alphabet agencies are progressive machines. You go in and you expose their corruption. You bring to light everything they've been doing for the past well, twenty years. And you do, and you do what Elon did because Twitter was one of the. You do it with private industry. Mm-hmm. You, I'm like all of these. Okay, think about it, uh, your Republicans that are on the federal level. They're not beholden to you. They 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 resent you. They are beholden to very very wealthy donors. Think of all the success that could be had were these donors to spend their money elsewhere, like taking over businesses that influence public life, and turning them into. Uh, conservative bastions basically taking the left's toys away from them and playing with them yourselves um this is where we're going to disagree because you seem to it sounds like you're suggesting it's one or the other i'm saying you do both and well sure yes you do both but another conversation that we've had is that uh you know the senate has the power to to call a, a special meetings and, and call mm-hmm. people to testify. And that's not mm-hmm. the solution here. Unless they're going, unless those meetings are going to result in sending people to prison, that is not the solution. It is not enough that we have to get the, some schmuck from old Twitter in front of a bunch of cameras and embarrass him. That is not enough. That dude has to go to prison. That dude has to, yeah, I don't want to see a Senate hearing he has. Yeah. I don't want to see a Senate hearing unless you use everything that you gained at the Senate hearing to put that joker behind bars. Right. That's the only time I want to see a Senate hearing. From now Otherwise, on. it's 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 theater, and I don't care. I don't care. Um, yeah. So take take back the presidency and gut all of the institutions that are undermining the the republic because that's what's going on. They're undermining the republic, and. Pull an Elon Musk. There are plenty of wealthy uh, right wingers out there. Go by the institutions and expose them, and make it a fair fight once again. And there is a way where uh, some of these hearings can be done. It, it, like Tom Cotton had a, a good moment uh, this past week, yeah. Um, yeah. where uh, he um, so Kroger has been called before Congress to uh, discuss. Um, and testify because they are getting hammered. Like, so the Kroger, uh, the CEO of Kroger is big wokey. Uh, Kroger's been um, mm-hmm. going in on this uh, woke garbage for a long time mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, firing conservatives and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the left, as they do, because they are anti free enterprise, uh, have hit them with a bunch of stuff. And apparently, Kroger is asking for special. Um, you know, protection and stuff like that. And Tom Cotton had this to say to the Kroger CEO. The situation reminds me a little bit of the situation big tech companies have found themselves in in recent years. They've come to Washington because they fear regulation from our Democratic friends or action by the Biden administration. And they expect Republicans who are traditionally more supportive of free enterprise to come to their defense. And I've cautioned them for years that if they silence uh, conservatives and center-right uh, voters across the country, if they discriminate against them in their company, they probably shouldn't come and ask Republican senators to carry the water for them whenever our Democratic friends want to regulate them or block their mergers. So I, I've heard a lot, a lot of questioning about that today, and I've read a lot about it in the news, um, and I'll say this. 
I'm sorry that's happening to you. Best of luck. So, yes. yeah, that's what's ha happening. Kroger is attempting a merger and it's being uh, contested against with Albertsons under Monopoly yeah. law. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, Republicans are supposed to be, you know, pro business and, and they're supposed to come out in defense. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying is, look, you guys are not on our side. You guys are not helping us. And this is the lesson that everyone needs to learn. Politics is about helping your friends and punishing your enemies. And the left has been playing this game for decades. And the right, the GOP, has been playing this game as a popularity contest. And, mm -hmm. and it's got to stop. You've yep, got to stop. Um, that, you know, that, that's about as big a compliment as I can give to the GOP that Tom Cotton had a, had a good, good moment there. Um, right Tom now. Cotton's been trying to make some waves lately. He's probably pushing for a 2024 run. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that's nobody, probably. nobody's guaranteed my vote. So get in there. and <laughs> So, you it. know, um, that's our path forward. Win. Uh, that's the path forward. Yes. Win. Uh, play the game to win. Yeah. I, so, I don't care if you do it the nice way or not. I, I I'm I'm gonna go back to to the old T-shirt to the old bumper sticker. I would love two fourteen a gallon in a mean tweet right now. Right. Be mean. Right. I don't care. Tell the truth. I don't. Yeah. I don't care if you're popular. I care if you're you're right. That's what I care. And I think that's where most Americans are. Do the right thing. So that's that's Twitter. Um, well, speaking know. speaking of doing the right thing, you want to talk about the wrong thing for a moment? Yeah, we, yeah, we did we promise it to our that. to we're our listeners. Wrap, yeah, that's going to be the wrap on Twitter. Uh, you know, Twitter's got to stop being interesting so that we stop talking about it. Um, but <laughs> in other news, um, Brittany Griner uh, it has been released from a Russian prison and is, uh, I guess, she's home now, um, and. If you're asking who is Brittany Griner, you're certainly not alone. Um, well, one of my favorite uh, tweets this past week, one, one, all the right wing media, uh, I think I think Shapiro did a whole uh, episode about this, and it was the WNBA trade that people finally heard about, or something like right, that. Right? Yeah, you know? the only WNBA yeah. trade anybody's ever heard about. Uh, Brittany Griner <laughs> was exchanged in a prisoner transfer um, for um, a, a Russian prisoner that we had. Uh, we'll get to him in a second, but Brittany. Uh, Brittany well, let's, let's talk is, about this for a moment. Uh, yeah, Brittany Griner is an American basketball a, player it, who, during her off season, went to Russia in order to play basketball to make more money. She was, uh, she, I, people say wrongfully detained. She was not wrongfully detained. Uh, in February, on her way into Russia, she was stopped at customs for having vape cartridges and cannabis oil with her which is contraband, which is illegal, which you are not allowed to have in Russia. So they put her in prison. They put her in jail. She had a court date and she was sentenced to nine years in uh, a penal colony, I believe. Nine years in a penal colony in Russia for bringing uh, contraband items into the country. She broke the law. Let's be very clear about this. Now, nine years, it, it's its kind of harsh, but it was not uncommon for Russians to receive a six or seven year uh, uh, sentence for the same same crime. So she wasn't, right. you know, woefully harsh in, in her in, in, in her sentencing. So but, um, yeah. she broke the law. You reap what you sow. 
Now, here's here's an important thing here. Why did Russia do this? Because uh, they saw an opportunity to have leverage against the United States. If you are an American, don't go to Russia. They are looking for ways to leverage the United States because we have several of their oligarchs in prison or or detained throughout the world because Russia is a bad actor. They have right. bad and people you, in the world. So talk about the other half of this. Right. Well, I was going to say, you were probably not a black lesbian basketball player, which means you are less likely to get out of prison um, if you are taken into custody in Russia. Um, so it, she was, they they played this up. I mean, they, they definitely made her more famous than she ever was before, certainly. Um, and, and they gave her a, a pretty harsh sentence because she's American and because she mm-hmm. is, uh, a, a current media friendly face. I wouldn't say she's a media friendly mm-hmm. face, but, um, the, our mm-hmm. current media thinks she's a friendly, uh, a media friendly face. Um, well, up to so, that point, the only reason she was in the media is because she refused to even go on the court for the national anthem. She hates America. Do not be confused about this, friends. She hates America. Yeah. I bet she loves it now. She didn't before that. Well, and there's still articles coming out. It's like, you know, Brittany Griner's coming back to an America that hates her, you know, because she's a black lesbian. <laughs> like, are you serious? Are you serious? Leave her she hates America. Russia. <laughs> if it's so good over there. I, God, yeah. It's so agonizing. So um, we traded her for a Russian arms dealer. I believe his name is Victor Bout. Um, yes. But he's better known as the Merchant of Death. Now, let's just take that on its face. All right, you have an arms dealer that is named the Merchant of Death. And you trade her, trading for a basketball player. Does that seem like a fair trade? Well... It depends on uh, what you care about, and and the the Biden administration who facilitated this deal because that's that's the purpose of the State Department um, is to facil- facilitate these types of deals. Um, the Biden administration cares a lot about black lesbians uh, that hate America to, to a point that they were originally going to make a trade, including an ex Marine, which I'm for our Marine friends out there. I understand you never call yourself an ex Marine. I'm not a Marine, but a former Marine. I, I, I know once Marine, always Marine, uh, Paul Whalen, who was wrongfully imprisoned and sentenced to 16 years in 2020 for suspicion of spying. So you have one person who actually didn't do anything wrong. He's arrested for suspicion of spying. Uh, he, he he was a Marine. I, I believe he was dishonorably discharged, but still and yet a Marine. 16-year um, prison sentence for something that they have no proof of. Basketball player who actually broke the law. Who should you trade for? And when the State Department was asked about it, they were like, oh, well, we couldn't get both of them because whenever you do a trade, you need to do a one-for-one, one, not a one-for-two. Look, get the Marine. It's not hard. Um, you know, in days past, uh, if you, you know, if we were the country we were supposed to be, the way this conversation should go is I'm going to need you to give me all of any American prisoner that you might have. I think there's nine in Russia, eight now with Griner gone. Yeah. Um, I, I need you to give me all of your American prisoners and, and I'll give you this one guy back. 
That's the yeah. way the conversation I would, I would, And when they say would, no, you, you, when they say, okay, well, that, uh, that doesn't seem like a fair trade. You say, we're America. You, you, you know, we're giving you a guy back. Be thankful. Yeah, uh, I would take uh, two fourteen a, ga- uh, a gallon of gas and a mean tweet about how Russia is stupid and won't trade eight for one. That's what I would take. That that that's what I would take right now. Um, because you're right, the correct answer isn't you know uh, two for one doesn't sound fair. Well, you better be glad I'm giving you one at all. We don't negotiate with terrorists, so you better be glad I'm giving you one at all. You better be glad I didn't kill the man as soon as he hit our prison. That's what you better be glad about. Now give us both of our Americans back. Give us all nine of our Americans. You know, uh, in times past, we would speak big and carry a big stick. That is the correct answer. But no, we we now make a stupid trades for an arms dealer and a basketball player. I don't care if it's LeBron James. Not worth not worth one arms dealer. I do. It it's it's just doesn't work. Sorry. Especially when you actually broke the law. That's that's the ridiculous part of it. So. Um, yeah, America. Americans don't go to Russia right now. It, it is not a friendly place, and you won't be treated to the same respects that Brittany Griner was. Um, uh, it's it's just a, a terrible trade, and I have I have nothing more to say about it other than it is another example of a, a feckless act by a flailing administration. Yep, another day that ends in why. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It... <laughs> Well, again, we end on such happy notes. Uh, so we, you, we're so good at that. You can tell that coming on this show, it relaxes us. It calms us down. It makes us more mellow for the rest of the week. <laughs> ah, that That is all that we had prepared for today. Um, That's and right. if we are so thankful that everyone tuned in to listen. Um, if we, we have a new outro, so I won't ramble on for too long. But um, in, to recap, you know, get, get yourself on Twitter because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening on Twitter right now. Um, and, and don't outsource your freedoms to companies because they will not protect them. Um, and don't go to Russia. Yeah, don't go to Russia, uh, Stephen says. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Hey, you've just finished listening to an episode of Always Right. If you like what you heard and want to help support the channel, please be sure to like the video and follow us on Facebook or subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please consider rating the podcast five stars. And as always, please leave us a comment, whether hateful or glowing, as we appreciate the feedback. Tune in next week for another episode of Always Right with Jeff and Steven.